Hey everybody, welcome back to We Are Movies. As always, I'm Johnny Mockney, and I'm very excited to welcome back Louis D. Michael on the podcast. Uh, he's my good old buddy. He's been on many times before, and as I always say, episodes like this are just incredibly easy. I could do I could do one a day if I wanted to, if we had the time. Um, it's it's just uh, just a breeze, just such a joy uh, talking to Louis. And, um, I think since the last time he's been on, he's since, uh, started his podcast, the Warm Up podcast, which you can find on YouTube at his channel, Louis D. Michael. Um, you can also, as always, find him on Instagram at Louis D. Michael, where you also get reels, uh, usually kind of fun, out of context, uh, sort of, uh, um, highlight reels of his warm-up podcast episode of, of any given day. Um, so Louis is just uh, creating a lot of fun content out there in case you are not fortunate enough to see him live, uh, which you definitely should. And um, also follow him on Instagram and you can see all the shows that he has coming up every month. So um, Louis came on to talk about Starship Troopers, uh, which is a movie that was long in the making for us to talk about. I think maybe before we even recorded our first episode today, together, we were discussing doing a Verhoeven movie, and um, I could have not asked for a better person to talk about with this film. So without any further ado, please enjoy this very fascist episode of We Are Movies. We start now. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All Let's right. start now. All right. uh, so, thank you for coming back. I appreciate you. Hey, thanks for having me. This is um, I'm re- rejuvenated with the podcast now. I took some time off, oh, yeah? and then it was like a medicinal thing. Was like I need my buddies back on again. I need like Louie and the gang to all <laughs> yeah, come back on. Probably haven't had a problematic guest in a minute. No, no, I haven't. <laughs> I, like I really need another R-bomb. <laughs> I was going to say, dude, just wait. This movie, it's got a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the total pivot after my last guest being Garrett Elzinger. <laughs> Have you come on? And... Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. You, what movie did you guys talk about? Uh, we did uh, Noises Off. It's a comedy about people putting on a play michael kane that yeah it's i'm very the, quaint me with starship troopers is the perfect <laughs> follow-up as a with the ironically cleanser. fascist yeah, yeah. violent well, war movie that's the thing is like <laughs> i want to get into it with you but i've watched this movie so many times where i'm like it ebbs and flows yeah in itself yeah. of being very self-aware and then times where i'm like does paul verhoven lose yeah. grip of like <laughs> the irony right because right. it goes back and forth of being like very ironic and self-aware and then yeah. like unapologetically machismo well we'll get into that okay All um right. i i want to start with uh i guess broader than starship was starship troopers your first verhoeven movie no, I definitely think it was RoboCop. RoboCop. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember how old you were when you first? Too saw? young to be watching RoboCop. Yeah. But I, I came from like a movies are cool household, so yeah. like yeah, I probably saw RoboCop in in the young single digits, like four or five. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Like because wow. my parents, I mean, it was probably on cable, so it was like you know yeah. commercials and in wasn't the full R or X rating RoboCop, but yeah. I still saw RoboCop way young. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I first saw RoboCop, maybe I was like seven or eight, 
and I kind of I didn't love it. I was like, okay. I, I remember thinking I I thought like the violence was gross, but I was okay with it. Okay. But then like, it just wasn't out of all like the eighties nineties action movies. It was yeah. the one I could connect the least to. Yeah. And then I think I revisited it when I was like thirteen, fourteen. I was like finally getting it. And I okay. Was like, oh, this is I, actually a great dude, movie, dude. If you ever want uh, an unabashed adult only take on robocop yeah have jake ford on okay because uh i think it was when i was really injured with the yeah. leg injury he came up to my bedroom and i was watching robocop and he was like what is this yeah. and i was like oh buddy we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna sit down and we're gonna watch this in its entirety yeah and watching a, an adult watch a verhoven movie for the first time yeah like yeah like the irony i think hits a little bit better when you're an adult right um and the the over-the-top campiness also yeah plays a little because like when i was a kid a lot of that like i took it at face value yeah you know? like, well that's the thing about both robocop and starship troopers these are movies that America, we didn't quite know how to market them. They're R-rated. Oh, yeah. They're gory R-rated movies. Yeah. They were marketed towards children. They had, I think, cartoon shows and action figures yeah. for kids. Yeah. They didn't quite know what to do with them. So there's plenty of kids that probably saw these just thinking it was another fun, I, you know, Star Wars or whatever. I remember, so uh, Starship Troopers came out in 97. And yeah. I couldn't slash like didn't want to see it in theaters like mm. i think it, the marketing was over my head but i do remember my older brother and like his friends all going to see starship troopers in, in movies yeah and my brother's like not very much like a soldier gun guy like he, he sure. kind of is but i am uh, like, I when i was a little kid yeah 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 so i uh i think when i first saw starship troopers as a kid i was like oh my god this fucking movie rules like, <laughs> yeah like i didn't there's get... a lot of wish fulfillment in it when you're a kid and you just yeah. want there's so many things in this movie that like you don't usually get to see in your action movies yeah man yeah. and it just kind of itched a lot of those kids scratches where you, it's like a, a non non-human enemy yeah uh so like an alien enemy but it's also like a monster enemy yeah a gross yeah monster and, yeah and then like weirdly enough <laughs> i'm always on team guns yeah it's like i know that's problematic <laughs> so here yeah. we go big 2a guy uh yeah. um but no like you know i'm like these bugs don't even have guns we got this right yeah so, it should be easy yeah I'm like <laughs> piece of cake baby yeah so anyways but yeah sorry there, there's so much to go into and i uh i was gonna give you a warning before we got started but i'm like you're gonna have to reel me in because i yeah. do love this movie and it goes all over the place for me what you were so. saying about the guns versus the bugs reminds me of that norm mcdonald bit about hitler where he's like you wouldn't believe it it was close <laughs> yeah, the kind yeah, of the both, same yeah. yeah germany both times <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> whole world <laughs> <laughs> um so what was it your you said you were in a movies or cool household was it brought on by your dad or your mom or was uh, it you how did that uh, uh, movies in general yeah i think it was Probably both my parents and then my older brother. Right. Like, so uh, who, show, who showed you this movie? Oh, I think I think uh, I want to say this was one of those movies. So it came out in '97. Yeah. And I don't know how long it took movies to like go to cable after. Was it like two, three years? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, and I want to say my buddy and I probably rented it when it was on VHS. Okay. And it was one of those like sleepover movies that me and a friend got. Yeah. And like our parents, you know, again, cool movie household. You could, uh, as long as it wasn't like the porn section, like right, right. behind the curtain. Yeah. Yeah. Our parents would be like, yeah, whatever. This fucking looks cool. So, 
I think it was a rental probably in like 98, 99. Okay. And when when I watched with my buddy then, we were both like, holy shit, this rule. So at that point, you were like, what, nine or ten? Uh, yeah, right yeah. around, probably like nine. Yeah. Oh, okay, all yeah. right. Yeah, th- this is a perfect movie to first watch yeah. at that point. I'd say more so than, because Verhoeven uh, had a long career, a long career in his home country before he came to the U.S., um, Nordic? Where is he from? He's uh, Swedish. I, I want to say Swedish. He's uh, no, he's Dutch. Dutch. Sorry, he's that... Dutch. And Ooh, so, man, yeah, from the Netherlands. Yes, yes. of course. Dutch yeah. filmmaker, mostly an art house filmmaker too. Okay. Was not like an action guy. Uh, came to the U.S. and he has what we kind of know is like this trilogy of sci-fi movies yeah. with uh, RoboCop, Starship Troopers, and Total Recall. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. they, they all sort of, they, they, I think they're distinct, but they all scratch a similar itch in terms of being gratuitously violent, sort of ironic, a little yeah. political. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, very silly, I think, on purpose. I, I And I was trying to be like, I, for a second, I was going to be like, and Total Recall is the small, or smartest one. I'm like, nah. <laughs> like, it kind of really ebbs and flows. Like it they're, does. they're all interchangeably dumb and smart. But and, I think these are a great example of dumb movies by a smart filmmaker. Yeah. You know? And I, like, I, I don't, they're actually not dumb. They're not dumb. But like, no. you could watch them dumb. Yes, and they work on two levels. Yeah. If yeah. you just want to put it on as like mind numbingly dumb action, it's going to scratch that. But if you sit down and try and pick it apart, it'll fucking fight back. And I yeah. hate that. I'm yeah. like, ah, damn well, it. It's, uh, it, it it's the thing type of thing that defines a movie that you watch when you're nine years old and you love it and then yeah. you're still watching it when you're 30. You and know? So, and here's something. Uh, I, and this goes with like a lot of war movies and gore movies in general. Yeah. Harder to watch the older I am. Sure. Um, yeah. And like having been injured a few times, <laughs> and like actually felt some pain. Right. Like, ah, some of these like over the top gore, especially this movie, like the, yeah. the levels of like amputation and heavy. It, and particularly the nihilism in this one that comes yeah. with all the death, you know? Yeah, well, like, I nihilism or just kind of like indifference. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I, I wouldn't say it's nihilistic, like we're going to die. It's like, and this is now we're starting to get into it where it fights right. back. They're almost like, of course you could die, but it's a happy death. Right. And, but what freaks me out is like, that's the mentality surrounding it. But then when you get like the close up and the screams and the visceral deaths, yeah. you almost see the indoctrination also dying with the people as they're being slaughtered. Right. And it's just existentially fucks with me. Well, but what's fascinating is the slaughter of the people. It is that sort of, oh, war isn't all it's cracked out to be yeah. moment that you see in every war movie, right? Yeah. Where you see people hyped about going in and then they face reality. Yeah. But the thing about this movie is that the perspective of the movie is not shared with the protagonists where the protagonists as a result of what they see they become more jingoistic yeah oh, by the end sure. of it they're yeah. fully brainwashed yeah. beyond yeah. where they were at the beginning yeah and, and that's why i think starship troopers kind of re- sort of respects its audience and audience's intelligence or at least uh you know, it takes bigger risks in terms of letting you understand it more than Robocop or Total Recall does. Yeah. Because in those movies, like, the villains are the capitalists, yep. you know? Yeah. The the good guy ultimately triumphs over sort of an evil corporation that's right. trying to commodify if it's the police or if it's air, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. literal air. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but in this movie, the the movie is satirizing the perspective that the protagonists are taking on. It's 
it's intentionally making a propaganda movie that at no point says, wait, we're the bad guys. Yeah, well, not only only does it not say we're the bad guys, it also goes unapologetically we're the good guys, and it works. Yes. Because, like, it's a a pretty happy fascist society. And I don't want to get into the, the sequels, but it's like, uh, I've seen video essays and I've never it, touched the sequels. Oh, I've never seen uh, yeah, off mic we could talk about them. But <laughs> okay. they're, I mean, nine year old me would have been. They were made for nine nine year old sure. me, and when you scrutinize them, they don't hold up. Would but, you say they were made for people who didn't get Starship Troopers? Yeah, for, well, yeah. it was again, it was people that were that were just like, oh, we could make straight to DVD yeah. things that's just human fighting bugs. Yeah. Instead of like unapologetic fascism work. Side note, that was a weird thing in the 90s because that with direct-to-DVD sequel series to a big movie. Yeah. Because they did the same thing with like Darkman. Uh, there were like a couple of direct-to- like no, TV sequels. Shit, really? Yeah, they recast Darkman, obviously. Liam yeah. Neeson wouldn't do it. Uh, and then there was like... Uh, Oh, uh, Universal Soldier with Van Damme. They made oh, like two yeah. or three. But Van Damme was in a couple no, of Well, those. no, he wasn't for a while. Okay. They recast Van Damme for the TV sequels, and then Van Damme uh, came back in his old age, okay. and he did a newer one. I'm yeah. Side note, I'm a Universal Soldier expert, I did, far more oh, than I am. Okay, <laughs> I love the first one, and then the one with Goldberg. Those are the two I've seen a shit ton. Oh, yeah. And yeah. You got to see Regeneration. Okay. All right. That one's really good. All right. Which yeah. one's that? Is uh, it- that one came out in like 2011, 2012. Okay. Damn. Uh, and then there's a, the sequel to that one is called Day of Reckoning. And I kid you not, it's it's a remake of Apocalypse Now. Okay. And Van Damme is Marlon Brando. All right. It's, it's All right. pretty I, wild. Yeah. Uh, Perhaps uh, the next appearance. Yeah, yeah. The Universal Soldier. Anyway, but, sorry, I didn't mean to throw you no, off track. No, no. Um, it's just, I, I, I remember somebody talking about how this, um, it satires fascism while showing it it working. Like, yeah. Because, I mean, there's like there's, it seems to be there's no racism. There's <laughs> definitely speciesism, but it's it is like, a multi multicultural fascist, elite. right? And and like there's not even like sexism in that like the. Right. There's female soldiers like doing the exact same shit, and men and women sharing showers, yeah, and, and it's rooms, which and is it's also like, a RoboCop. That's like his idea of the future, right? And it's just yeah. like weirdly enough, a utopic society where like I don't know, like sex seems to be like everybody's sexual discipline is like through the roof. Yeah, so it's like they're not walking around horned up, even though they are. Right, like, right. it's like very horny, but they're like, well, we save it for the proper time. <laughs> yeah, like. Uh, yeah, like Denise. Rid- also, <laughs> when you're nine, you're like, whatever. Yeah, these are these are high school kids or maybe college kids. They yeah. are thirty like, years yeah, yeah. old, yeah. like twenty nine. I think 30. they're supposed to be graduating college, going. No, no, it's they're graduating high school. High school. It's yeah, because some of them are in the military because they want to go to college. Yeah, that's something yeah. that they mentioned. Yeah. Har- dude, <laughs> Harvard comes up a lot, and yeah. I, I love it because. Uh, for for fans of of the movie, uh, we'll start dropping some character names. Johnny Rico, Johnny Rico, uh, played Casper by Casper Van, Van Dien, yeah, heartthrob. Yeah. Yes, my girlfriend does not think he's attractive. I think yeah. she's wrong. Uh, but uh, he like he gets a thirty five on his math exam, thirty five percent, and it comes up later, like from his dad. And it, obviously, he's a rich kid in this movie, but he's going to Harvard. I'm like, yeah. wait, what? Like, yeah, yeah. He's a de- I'm like, is Harvard like Macomb Community <laughs> College now? Like, so something about the casting in this movie that I think speaks to Verhoeven's perspective. Yeah. Uh, so Verhoeven, I think, with all three of these movies, 
it's the t- it, it this is a foreign guy satirizing the movies we make in America. It's like him yeah. saying, "All right, you want me to make a big dumb action movie? I'll do it." Yeah. But in that process, he's kind of making fun of the movies that we usually make, you know. Yeah. And part of that is he casts beautiful people, stunningly gorgeous men and women, stupidly good looking, right? But with this uncanny ability to f- make you feel like there's nothing behind their eyes, you know? Yeah. Like they're all a little, just a little vapid, a little. I, I think purposefully one note, you we, know. Weirdly, I agree. Uh, Denise Denise Richards, yeah, freaks me out. Yeah. Uh like the Johnny Rico like rival guy. Yeah. Also kind of like odd hot looking. Yeah, Weird, yeah. Weirdly enough, he like, reminded me of like a Bill Paxton character a little bit. Like he's a little too Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cocky. but like more good looking than Bill Paxton. Yeah, but also not cuz he yeah, looks yeah. like inhumanly right. good looking and not in a good way. Casper Van Dien is one of those guys who I think he's in terms of charisma totally different. But something about him reminds me of Bruce Campbell in terms of yeah. like he was too handsome to be taken seriously. Yeah, well, like, was, that's why he never really became a movie star. I was he's gonna, almost... I was gonna push back on he's the only one. Him, uh, uh, Cl- Clancy Brown. The side oh, Clancy characters Brown's. are well, uh, yeah, the old character yeah, actors. In this yeah, movie the old ones. character actors are on point. But I, yeah. I will push back. I think Casper Van Diem does have some realness behind his eyes, but it's because he plays honestly dumb so well yeah and so i'm like oh i believe him but that's his note right sure 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 you know and and even that goes away as he becomes more brainwashed yeah it's a character regression yeah because at the beginning he's kind of questioning he's like well i don't know if i believe in all this i mean by the end of it you know like two seconds he's all yeah and i hate that uh again we're all over but i hate that this line i have used unironically in my own life from michael ironsides but when he grabs Rico and he goes, the only freedom any of us really have is making up our own mind. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, it is good. Like, if you apply it to Stoic philosophy, you're like, yeah. oh, fuck, that, yeah. that holds up. Like, Yeah. No, yeah. that's that, and that kind of speaks to your point of, because Michael Ironside is, is a fascist. You know, for his, real or no, no, no. His oh, character. Okay, okay. I don't know. Yeah, Michael Ironside's character, uh, Ras, Ras, Ratchak, Ratchak. Yeah, you get it right in this house, Sorry, yeah, yeah. friend. Ratchak's, it's uh, yeah. Ratchak's rough, rough stacks. Yeah, he's. Uh, you see that he is like when he's first introduced, he's teaching why bombing Hiroshima was the right decision. Yeah, and why it's right to why violence always solves things, and then also how. Uh, democracy and in uh freedoms and and having uh regular civilians vote is bad right yeah. and i think the movie could not be any more clear with its perspective than when you have a <laughs> yeah, scene yeah, like that yeah but then obviously he's the mentor character to yeah. our hero and has moments with him where he actually comes across as compassionate like yeah. moments like that where he gives like good advice the moment where um he, the hero he's about to sleep with dizzy dina yeah, meyer's character yeah. and he's like we're rolling out in 10 minutes but then he sees dizzy's with him and he's like make it 20 yeah, he's like yeah. giving him extra time yeah like there's so you that's in just a way, good for morale, man. Right. <laughs> like, so one thing I appreciate about the movie is it's not just a sort of ironic fascist movie. It's also kind of explaining how somebody could realistically be swayed by these ideas. You yeah, know? Yeah. Everything as goofy and over the top the movie is, you can understand why Johnny Rico ends up where he does. For sure. And and it, again, I think it it just kind of ebbs and flows in like I would challenge anybody to sit down and watch this one time if they've never seen it mm-hmm. and just fully get it. 
Yeah. I'd be like, they'll be like, not a chance. Because I, I feel like even if you asked Paul Verhoeven some of these questions, it would have changed over the years. Yeah. Like the tone. Because the other thing I don't get is like within the same movie and not clownishly bad, like the, the military tactics make no sense at first. Yeah. Where it's like there's, and sorry to nerd out, you know. No, this but, is why but, you're here. But the book, <laughs> the book also, like, I, I love the book. And in the book, like, the the humans aren't like as daft at fighting. Like they're mm. in mech suits, they have armor, like real armor, and they fight the bugs pretty adequately all the time. But in this, they do like a dumb, like kind of stupid charge at the beginning and just right. get slaughtered. And then it, and then in the same movie, they're like, oh, why don't we just do like a bombing campaign right. from the air, use our superior technology, and then mop up with the ground troops? Well, do you think that's an aspect of? Um like I think that comes with the territory of Paul Verhoeven putting irony onto this movie that wasn't present in the book. Right? Uh, yeah, for sure. Because he's taking a, the story of the the novel is pretty unironic. Yeah, the novels. I would I would argue the novels not ironic at all. Right. It's self aware, but it in where the movie is ironic to yeah. prove a point about war is bad. Yeah, uh, the book's just sincere. Where it's yeah. like war sucks. Like, right, fascism sucks. It's very sincere. So. Yeah. yeah, and the movie's playing games with you a little yeah. bit. Yeah, whole, whole time. I, oddly enough, when this movie came out, it was criticized for being fascist. Yeah, it well, really. Nick and I brought this up on our episode, uh, You're Missing the Point. We brought this yeah. up as one of those movies where a lot of people missed the point, which I'm surprised at, particularly if you've seen it after RoboCop and Total Recall. I don't think you know? people... They, I mean, unfortunately, I don't think people, your average American moviegoer, probably Maybe didn't not. follow... like directors yeah. probably so it's not. like they, well, it, there's no way that most people thought this movie was also made by the guy who made robocop yeah and on top of it i don't think people got that robocop was as ironic as it was it That's just possible, yeah. ruled so hard because people right. were like dude fucking robocop well you like, could also watch robocop and see that as a super pro police movie which well, it somewhat is but you could watch that being like well, yeah cops should be able to be like robocop because well, like yeah. uh, robocop came out in what 87 87 yeah that is dude Height of the Reagan years. Yeah, at the time, because it was America in the 80s, everybody was just like, dude, Robot Cop fucking rules, man. Like, if you take RoboCop at its face value, or what it's like giving to you uh, on on its face, and you're like a a junked up, we're only winning wars America. Because it's the 80s, we're coming out of Nam, but like we're also like getting ready to ramp up again. Yeah. It's <laughs> Robocop could be a, a, all ironic. Yeah. And nobody would care because at its face value, it ruled so hard. Whereas this movie, like it opens with that really intense slaughter. And yeah. then it's like a TNA film mixed with like hyper violence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it again, if you if you just kind of went at this movie trying to accept it for what it's just showing you yeah. it would i think you would be like yeah this is bad these movies i, I think uh also i should mention not just directed by verhoeven uh ed newmeyer is the screenwriter on these movies too. i did not know that. uh okay. and so there's also that through line and uh i think they're, they're like a political socio-political rorschach test a little bit yeah you know i think that yeah. if you enjoy the movie you can in some ways project what you want <laughs> your beliefs to be onto it you know yeah but i i do think that there's enough in starship troopers that i think if you've watched it enough times you should walk away with it with this is clearly an anti-fascist 
film you know making fun of the i feel like you could take uh what's his name hassan pike pike hassan piker hassan piker (laughs) and matt walsh could be in the same theater and they both love it. both get up going that movie ruled but for different reasons right right, yeah and like both be like that movie's great it it nailed all my ideologies (laughs) (laughs) like and 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 Matt, Matt Walsh would be excited about seeing tits for the first oh, time. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, you can never shower like that. <laughs> it's preposterous. They're not even cleaning their genitals. That's kind of a decent impression he just threw, uh, too. I, I do. The way he's always talking through a burp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he kind of always... Yeah, dude. Yeah. I... I uh, again, without having all the roommates in Salsa Parlor, I find myself <laughs> arguing with internet personalities more than I should. <laughs> as I'm, just, you know, you're just I'll, watch them at home, dude. And you I'll yell. just bounce between fucking uh, Cody Johnson and Matt Walsh videos. <laughs> and, Tim Pool, I'm like Tim, fucking idiot. Dude, and then, Co- Cody Johnson, Matt Walsh, is, it's the spectrum of of dirty bearded dude, guys. I'm telling you, yeah, it's it's insane. To, yeah. And to listen to God, what's the dude from the Majority Report? Sam uh, Cedar. Sam Cedar, mm. like his groveling little ass, but then <laughs> with also, his cartoon voice, yeah, and his dude, fake eyebrows. Also, I'm like, dude, there's no way you have a million subscribers. Here's my one thing. Yeah, and this is way off point. F. Dad, nah, I'm not even gonna make this point. It, <laughs> it, it, it was too it was off topic. Be way off topic. Okay, all right. Like, uh, but Sam, save it for uh, Sam Cedar strikes me as a guy that wouldn't get Starship Troopers. Maybe not. He would. He would hate it because I don't. I don't understand. Well, I, I don't care. All right, th- <laughs> like, this is where I'm gonna really regress. Some, some <laughs> yeah, let it s- out. Some liberals like Sam Cedar, I think, wouldn't like Starship Troopers because they're just kind of wusses and they don't like the violence. Yeah, th- <laughs> dude, it's so funny when they say like a half-ass like problematic thing on those shows and like my 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 bad sorry. Yeah, sorry like when they try to roast somebody and they sound like a fucking kindergartner yeah. like you <laughs> stupid dicks like, <laughs> like oh they want to say the r word so bad yeah, yeah, dude. And they can't say oh it. man have you ever seen hassan piker's video of like like reacting like uh saying it I would say it, but I'm going to respect your podcast. Oh, but, thanks. like, uh, well, I was diagnosed, so I'll, <laughs> I'll say it all goddamn day, dude. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he said it violently before and then has also acted like anybody saying it's the worst thing on planet Earth. I'm like, God yeah. damn it, another grip. We were all alive before 2010. <laughs> we yeah, all- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get, get out of here, dude. Um, uh, what, you didn't go to high school? Right, right. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, but, but I was going to say... Um, one person who uh, I'd, I'd probably say the most now nowadays the most famous actor in this movie is Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, who by a, by a long shot. Right, right, and I think part of it is he plays you know a kind of a nerdy dweebish character who ends up through his intelligence literally showing up in an SS uniform at the end of the movie. Yeah, like yeah. like it's so. You know, very clearly supposed to be a fascist uniform. Well, all of their uniforms are, like, kind of cool in the same way, like, if you didn't know how bad. Right. Like, Hugo Boss made Nazi (laughs) uniforms. Yeah. And I think people kind of forget. And, like, if you can separate the art from the artist, like, (laughs) you can recognize that German uniforms from World War II were pretty stylish. But also terrifying and meant to be. And this movie uses that for a reason. Right. Like, it's like, oh, it's stylish and cool and like domineering. Right. Much like the fucking Nazis tried to be. Yeah. 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 Rewatching this movie yesterday, there's also a moment I hit where this was a movie I always thought of as like a movie that never, even though it's like, has this hyper ironic style throughout the whole thing, obviously has those, uh, 
that Paul Verhoeven staple of like the fake ads throughout yeah, the movie, the yep, fake like yep, propaganda yep, yep. ads, and those are played up I so much. Buy that for a dollar. Right, that type I of love scene. That one, yeah. I love this movie. The kids stepping on bugs. Yeah. And it's like they're doing their part. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, well, the propaganda. It's yeah, like the propaganda. The, the actual, and that's right. so over the top yes. irony. Where I, I think again, people did not get that in right. This movie. Like, but nowadays, like I think maybe it just comes from a more exposure to sincerity. You watch it and you kind of realize it, but but. Yeah. Also, um, there is a moment where there it's after Johnny Rico's parents die yeah. because his entire hometown gets wiped out. Oh, by his, the bus. his his small hometown of Buenos of Buenos Aires. Aires. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, do you think it's another nod to like Nazism and fascism that it's a South American country that was known to probably harbor a shit ton of Nazis. Right, yeah. And, like, yeah. all these good-looking Aryan kids are from Buenos Aires. That's uh, And it's right. also clearly in the time between nowadays and the future that this movie takes place in clearly has been colonized Yo, by these Aryan yeah, people. It's, you know? Yeah. Like, cause that's, so that leads me to this point where it's after that and he decides to not to withdraw. from Because this mistake happens where a guy yeah. gets killed under his command. Yep. He's about to withdraw. After this tragedy happens, he yeah. decides to stay. And yeah. he has that scene with Dean Norris from Breaking Bad. I was about to say, old yeah. Hank from Breaking Hank Bad. Hank from Breaking Bad dude. shows up. Uh, they whip Clancy him. Clancy Brown and Dean Norris. Yeah, dude. yeah. Which a great gruesome twosome of character actors yeah, in the same room. Yeah, dude, that's uh, that's uh, um, yeah, Hank and and Mr. Krabs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <dude>. <laughs> together <laughs> on screen. Also, I mean, yeah, yeah. The I, two, the, two greatest television. It's like because they both have like domineering like strong mean dad energy yes definitely. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. like and they're neither one of like clancy brown's technically good cop but he, he is, like yeah. breaks the dude's arm throws a knife through i love that and, scene when he breaks yeah. the dude's arm backwards and oh, he's like are you okay and he's just like yes sir but i think my arm's broken <laughs> yes, sir and it's clearly it's, it's at like yes. a right angle the it's opposite a compound direction. fracture <laughs> with, with blood moisture yeah. noticeable and he just does shirt. that to, for, as a demonstration yeah he breaks him well arm. i think that again that's supposed to show like the military of the future is so fucking hardcore yeah yeah like they train through injuries like that because it's right. like the med tech will get you back on your feet by the end of the day. Yeah. So it's it, because, yeah, man, it, he also punches and beats the shit out of a woman in the same scene. Yeah. <laughs> like knocks her the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, dizzy, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Di yeah. Dizzy goes dizzy. So <laughs> I wanted to say that uh, after that, and he decides to rejoin, you see a scene with a report or a reporter and he's reporting, he's interviewing them as they're yes. kind of going into war. Yeah. And he says something to the effect of like, what do you think about this idea that these the, you know, these bug creatures were simply defending themselves because we colonized their planet. And live and, then, and let live, he says. Yes, yeah. 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 And, and just, he's like, you know, like, he, he's not buying it at all. That's the one yeah. moment where that perspective is kind of put forward where somebody's like, oh, maybe we're the colonizers. Yeah. Maybe we're the bad guys, well, you know? Well, and then, I, that's th th that's another good point you bring up where, like, it's not, that's weird because he does, like, Verhoeven doesn't spoon feed it to you. But you get that line, and yeah. that reporter seems pretty sincere when he's saying that. Yeah, he's not like a mustache twirling. Yeah, like, yeah, he's you know. he's like he's giving it the fair due. And then the other thing is uh, when they do explain that, and I love this because it's like a double fuck you, yeah. where it's like Mormon extremists 
So like yeah. religious extremists, but they made them Mormons, which I'm like, that's funny. Yeah. Um, and a, a funny little detail, you see them all like the shards of their bodies. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like white shirts with black ties yeah. So yeah, yeah. without they're, a head or something. They're pretty ripped up Mormons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, again, the movie does like say that humans did encroach in uh, bug territory first. Mm-hmm. And like, so it does kind of, you know, it does tell you off the off the get that the humans probably instigated this yeah and then but like the propaganda of the meteoroid hitting buenos aires and all the hot kids being like these fucking bugs man (laughs) like yeah so um i i I do think there's a couple of times where again like feeding into the the satire and sincerity just kind of mixing together yeah we're like holy shit okay and then it like you want to believe it's the propaganda taking over, but at the same time, if you have compassion and empathy for Rico as a character, you're like, well, yeah, his whole family you just got killed. So yeah. like revenge is on the table at that point where you're like, yeah, you don't need to be a fascist to feel that. You're like, oh, okay. Right. Like I now empathize with this character. Well, and I, and I think that's part of what's so smart about the movie. It's not just making fun of fascism. It's acknowledging the possibility of it because human nature can bring you there. Right. You know? Right. Like, right. we all could be fascists if I, the right things well, happen. You know, Jordan Peterson believes it. <laughs> I bet you think you're a pretty good guy. <laughs> but the ravages of arachnid culture, well, you can't have that. This is an incredible <laughs> episode for right-wing impressions. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, impressions. <laughs> Not just voices, I do to pass the time because I like them. Hey, Jordan, would you pass the salt? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I go. I always go a little too Irish because he, he's definitely... It sounds borderline Irish. Well, he's yeah, he's that Canadian... I've never heard a Canadian sound like him. Uh, Yeah, well, he's like on the border of sounding French-Canadian with yeah. zero... Like French. I like when he says bucko. That's my favorite. You've got that bucko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah something like that. Like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a Nazi. <laughs> Dude, I, I have a line that I do about him, but I'm not doing it on the podcast. Okay, we can say I'm it. not ready to get canceled here yet. <laughs> um, I do want to I want to point out sort of the, the love triangle slash love rectangle that exists yeah. in the movie, because obviously at the beginning <laughs> of the movie... Love rectangle? Well, it's not a full love rectangle, because there's tension between... Carmen, who's Denise Richards' character, and... Um, who's, honestly, as you get older, I think the most hateable character. Yeah, like, yeah. And and Denise Richards, this is something where she's regularly sort of cast in this way, because I would also say a similar thing for uh, Wild Things and maybe also for some other films I've seen her in, where yeah. she's cast in a way that... Her, she's a beautiful woman, and it also looks like there's some like a screw loose. Yeah. There's something that's not quite human about she's her. She's definitely... Did you say vapid yeah. earlier? Yeah. Vapid. Yeah. yeah, she plays vapid very well in yes. this movie. And it's, and it's hard to tell with a movie like this. Did Verhoeven tell these actors, you're going to be vapid? Or did he just no. kind of give them the dialogue and say, run with it? You know, and that's yeah. just how they did it. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. You really don't know. Hey, I, this is one of those ones where I'm like, dude, I hope you get to have Verhoeven on someday. <laughs> <laughs> one day. I, he, he seems gettable now. <laughs> yeah, well, he's back making movies in his home country. He had oh, a all right. couple years ago. Yeah, yeah dude. Uh, but uh, she ends up having some tension with that um, 
the other pilot because she wants to be a pilot. Yeah, odd hot guy. The odd hot guy. And then uh, (laughs) she's with Johnny at the beginning, but she ends up breaking up with him because she decides she wants to go full career. Right, right. Uh, And then that's when he finally falls for, after Michael Ironside's advice, he falls for Dizzy. uh, Never pass up a good thing. Right. And she's been sort of, she's been obviously into him throughout the entire movie. And, uh, And so there's something that I noticed, and I don't know how intentional this is, his chemistry with Dizzy is so much better. Yeah. There's a much clearer foundation of a relationship there. Yeah. And then she ends up dying tragically. Uh, Odd hot guy dies. In his, in his arms. In his arms. Yeah. Her last words are like, I got to have you. Yeah. Like she's she's okay dying because she got to have sex with him once. Yeah. In a tent for twenty minutes. Fuck yeah, dude. That's <laughs> Which some is, good Casper Van D. That was like you would if I was cast if I was Jotty, I'd be like holding on to that for the rest of my life. Oh, for like, sure. A woman was okay dying because yeah, I was yeah. so good. violently, right, so right, in horrifically front of, in front of everybody in the squad. Yes, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> um, but then you know, by default, they end up coming back together at, at the end as a trio with Neil Patrick Harris, who's yeah. your old high school friend. Yeah, like, and so that I think that's also a hint that where the movie ends, it's. Paul Verhoeven saying, altogether, where this movie ends is not the right place for any of these people. Nothing went right for them, right, but they're yeah. accepting but where they're it is. But they're still alive, and they they all seem happier where they're at. Right. Like, But uh, it's a lie. Yo, a, for sure. You know, it's a cardboard town that can yeah, tip over. Yeah, because, yeah, right. again, Dizzy's dead. Yeah. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris, like you said, is clearly a Nazi. Full Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> full, he goes full Nazi. Yeah. And then Carmen... Uh, like is surrounded by death, yeah, and violence. She watches the guy, the odd hot guy that she likes. He gets his brain sucked out. Yeah, and the captain that she aspires to be gets killed by the ship she wants to command. Someday, yes. like yeah. violently in a door jam. Like, yeah, it's again, man. This movie, it, like, if you sat down and tried to watch it, I think it's one of those movies that would break the AI brain where it yeah. does not compute. So. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, but uh, that's just part of the, the the movie now. When I watch it now, it genuinely I enjoy the movie so much. Like yeah. it is such it's over two hours and it's such an easy watch. Yeah, it's yeah. so entertaining. The action scenes. I even say the effects. A lot of people, some people make fun of like the CGI and the bugs. I they're not that bad, up, dude. It's really good for ninety seven. And they also use some practical. Yeah, well, there's so, a great blend of practical where yeah, like it's, when Johnny's on top of the giant bug, I, it's CGI from a distance, but when it's a close yeah, up, he's know, just it's, on a real yeah, it's practical. thing. Yeah, and they say, use blood squibs. Is and, that is that the the big bugs are about the only ones I could really think that look like kind of bad CGI. Yeah, Everything it, else looks like good The smaller CGI. bugs look fine. Yeah. yeah. It's the bigger ones and it's particularly just like the lighting looks a little funny. Okay. But I see movies yeah. that come out now in 2023 that look worse. Yeah, I was going to say, that's you know? like nitpicky. Cause yeah. Again, this is 97 and if you were to put it against the The Thing remake. Right, right. Which came out like what? Two, 2011. Three years? Yeah, yeah, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, all right. Further back than I thought. But like you said. It's I, still 14 years after this yeah, movie. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would say th- here's, here's my whole thing about CGI is if it is bad enough that it suspends your disbelief mm-hmm. then i think it's bad cgi where yeah. i don't think this movie ever has cgi that's so noticeably bad yeah that it rips me out of I what's still going on i feel the presence of the monsters. right yeah i like, feel like there's really something there it's not yeah. like sharknado or something yeah you know, like, i was i would put this up there with like jurassic park where it's yeah. like good cgi yeah and it holds up still yeah. so i agree um, yeah i um, 
I got no qualms with the graphics of this movie. Uh, another actor I forgot to mention. I know I forgot him, but Jake Busey. Uh, Dude, I was going to bring that up He's a, a couple of, of times. Because <laughs> he is... He does get the hand, the knife through the hand. Yes. And he's also very not good looking. No, no. <laughs> Jake Busey is, he's not he, bad he, looking He looks either. like he was created in a computer to be good looking, but it didn't <laughs> all come together right. Yeah, like you you weird scienced it and sneezed at <laughs> right. the end. Yeah, and then just the teeth <laughs> like got really long. <laughs> yeah, the teeth are a little too long. Everything's Dude, just a little too much. It's, you know? Yeah, but again, like. He would be, I think, in this perfect fascist society, the Aryan race, you yeah. know, the master race. He's the default ugly now, yeah. which is still good looking. Yeah. Where I'm like, God damn, dude. Like, yeah, I'd put him in the Frighteners. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> He's better looking than Gary, for sure. Than his father. <laughs> uh, yeah, but what Gary Busey lacks in a terrestrial plane existence, he makes up more than... More than makes... I can't do good Gary Busey right now. But yeah, dude, Gary Busey is an anomaly of a human. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, and that... So I want to point out that the movie, similar to RoboCop and Total Recall, even though that there's this ironic tone to it all, the action scenes are not... You don't feel detached from them. They're genuine, genuinely visceral. Yeah. Genuinely enjoyable and they're tense. And and, and, they're not ironic. No, no, you feel yeah. you, you still want the characters to survive. Yep. You know, there's still that tension. Yep. Um the the music in the movies uh by I've never heard of this guy, Basil Polidorus. His music, I only for the first time realized last night like the score for this movie is pretty insane. Oh yeah. It's it, really good. I here's something if anybody out there knows how to get the cover of 21st Century Man mm. or whatever it is, it's a David Bowie song. Yes. That at the yeah. high school dance they like rewrote for this movie yeah and it's like it's a it's wild man like i i think i don't know if it's 21st century man but it's a bowie song um that is something along those lines and yeah man the 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 music in this movie the score is like it's this pounding like you know heroic and also epic you know yeah yeah. and yeah and it's again it's not abrasive and it's it it does feel like good guy music Yes, and then you're like, wait, these are kind of Nazis still. Yeah, like it's like Band of Brother feel good, like triumphant music mixed in with like the Blitzkrieg. Yeah, a, um, which is why literally like every aspect of this movie, from the script to all the aspects of filmmaking, it's like this could just be a fascist propaganda movie. It's just everything's cranked up a little it, bit more. Yeah, it past goes to that 11. point of un- yeah. yeah, past yeah. that point of uncanny where you can find you can notice that it's not. Do you know what quite. the budget was? Uh, do you have that written down? Because uh, the budget was 100 to 110 million. Okay, and then it grossed. I think on its opening weekend, 121. No, maybe not. A whole, I was, I, actually, okay. I don't think this was a huge. Hit. No, it made. I think it, it made 121 million. Total. Okay, I know yeah. it was one of the movies that like, and this doesn't happen anymore. Uh, Matt Damon will tell you like DVD sales and VHS yes. used to save like cult classics because he talks about that on Hot Ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, but I th- some I was gonna ask you about this movie because like I was really scrutinizing it. Um, this watch, this watch, but it's like every detail of this movie makes mm. me feel it's the most believable futuristic settings where it's not like over the top, like yeah. un, there's like, not flying cars, right? But it's like it's it's the most grounded, but also like futuristic film where like the computers, the furniture, like the food, it all kind of 
it's not dystopic or utopian. Yeah. It just kind of, it, it's one of the only movies that I'm like, oh, okay. Like I could yeah. really see myself in that future and not be feeling like weird. I agree. Yeah. Like other than the fascism. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Even down to the weaponry, like they're not yeah. using like laser guns. Wait, they're, they're, they're real bullets. Right. You know? Well, at the end of the movie though, like the propaganda shows like the new rifle that is clearly like a grenade laser yeah, gun. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, ah, we had this in our back pocket. <laughs> well, also like, one of their guns is a nuke. They regularly say nuke it. And yeah. they, they shoot nukes yeah. out of some of their like, guns. They have tactical nuclear weapons. They can fire a nuke in, out of their hands. And they're like, not only are they cool with it, they're like, yeah, that's that's 101, baby. Right, like, right. You got to like, know how yeah, to shoot you your nukes. Gotta, you got to have a nuke guy in every squad. <laughs> like, that's their new rocket launcher. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. And what's funny is they use it in open air a couple times, and it's, like, pretty devastating. But then, like, Gary or Jake Busey does say, shoot a nuke down a bug hole. You got a lot of dead bugs. And I remember, I thought that was a throwaway line, but they literally do that. They shoot it down a bug hole. Yeah. Yeah, And it it works. They're like, all right. Yeah. Uh, Another thing, uh, an aspect that adds to the layer of irony to this movie is the way that every adult character that's clearly been through this uh, has a horrible thing that's happened to their body. Oh my God. Yes. They all have like, they're missing limbs. Michael Ironside's missing an arm. I was going to say this. I, I, I wrote this down. I don't have my notes in front of me. The, the line I love the most in yeah. this movie, and it was something my mom caught. So here's something. I know I've watched this with my mom at least a few times. Yeah. Uh, the, when they're all signing up, and yes. you know, uh, she gets fleet, and then Carl gets, they're like, oh, did you get uh, Starside R&D? Research and booze. Like, no, I got games and theory. And they're like, oh, you're going to be a Nazi. And then, <laughs> and then the recruiting guy is like, what do you get, Rico? He's like, ah, infantry. And he goes, good on you, son. Shakes his hand yeah. with his robot yeah, arm. Yeah, he shakes his hand with the robot arm, and he goes, the mobile infantry made me the man I am today. And then he's, <laughs> he pushes away from the desk. He's missing both legs. <laughs> both legs and yeah. the pants are folded up to different lengths. Yeah. And I'm like, holy this shit. This man has one natural limb yeah, still on his body. It's it's. I'm like, how can that not be irony? Right. Like, well, because the camera pans down yeah, to yeah. capitalize on that joke yeah, to say, look, he and, doesn't have. And like, plans. I, 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 I laughed at that. My mom laughed at that. And here's here's the thing. I think sometimes this is where the movie like it loses me even on the level of irony and sincerity mm. when they um when odd hot guy and rico are talking to each other in the space station kind of fighting over carmen yeah like they all meet up after training right before the first battle and like they're they're like gonna get in this high school like boy fight but rico's like ah, i don't hit officers and it's like a good look for like learning and being a mature uh, soldier to not hit an officer, and then odd hot guy like is like ranks not a thing, blah blah blah, and then Carmen's like we don't do this, and then odd hot guy's like what's he gonna do, and then like he punches, he punches it. like yeah. he gets punched immediately. I actually gut laughed today watching <laughs> that scene because I'm like, how is that for me the most like suspension of disbelief where like this dumb bastard's like what is he really gonna do right. i'm just fucking his yeah. ex-girlfriend yeah i'm just cucking <laughs> yeah i'm just literally better than him on paper in every way yeah and i challenged him to hit me what's he gonna do <laughs> it's like yeah it reminds me of get him to the greek when uh tj miller gets stabbed yeah, like, a little bit. yeah like, when neil brennan stabs yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, what yeah. are you gonna do yeah, yeah. <laughs> stab you so yeah i don't know man. but like again that scene 
I'm like, was that meant to be campy? Because I, I don't know. I think, I think a little bit because a lot of the teen relationships feels not even out of a, <laughs> the, like they, they the look literal twenty nine and thirty year old teen right. relationship. Well, the characters look like they're out of nine hundred two one zero. Yeah, but the dialogue and the interactions feel like a fifties movie. Yeah. They feel like you know American Graffiti or or, or, or like uh, Rebel Without a Cause, like hot headed guys fighting over a girl. Yeah, man. And, you know, like that's and I think that's intentional. I think okay. to make that. Even those skirmishes feel so retro. Yeah, you know, like in a greasers versus it does have yeah. like socials versus greasers. Yes, exactly. Where it's like the yeah. fleet is the rich kids, right? And the MI is the poor kids, right? And I'm like, God damn, dude, it's I don't know, man. I I wonder if that's a that's a you know a uh, filmmaking holdover. Uh, yeah. You know, Verhoeven grew up on like American Graffiti and Star Wars. Oh, likely. Yeah. Maybe, you know, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But also that that goes with the things about to to him I think the the, the American films he made which are like this Total Recall RoboCop uh, Basic Instinct and Showgirls I have never seen Showgirls oh okay that's the one I've never seen <laughs> and I think like it's just it's worth watching okay it's, yeah is it just porn though? it's borderline <laughs> okay. soft porn All right. but but it's it's hard to call it porn because it's not really sexy okay, okay. <laughs> like, see I I know nothing about it and then. A bunch of L.A. types were talking about Basic Instinct being like, I think they called it like a sexy thriller. It's an erotic thriller. Er erotic yeah. thriller. Sort of like, uh, you know that one with Michael Douglas and Glenn Close where, where she's like. Uh, Spartacus? No, no. <laughs> that's his dad. That's, my yeah, dad. Kirk Douglas. But uh, but yeah, an erotic thriller where it's okay. like sexy, but there's death involved, you know. Yeah, that type I mean, of... that to me, that's Starship Troopers. Right. But I think across <laughs> yeah. all of these movies he did in America, it is yeah. the amalgamation of his perspective of what America is. Like, what does yeah. he see America as? He sees it as, like, sex, violence, capitalism, you know, all of these things that he kind of wraps into but one. But also, like, dumb love and loyalty. Yes. Like, because, yeah. like, you can satire. You can, It is satire. But then, like, again, like, to defend Casper Van Dien and even Johnny Rico in this movie, like, he might be doing, quote, unquote, like, evil stuff in the grand scheme. Yeah. But, like, at that personal level, like, he's... He's loyal. Uh, he shows a lot of love and compassion. Yeah. He fights for his friends. Uh, it, it's it's but weird. I man. think that speaks to why Verhoeven's a better satirist than most, though, too, because he also has this like radical empathy. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not just I'm gonna snarkily make fun of the United States and all these things. I'm going to seek to understand. Well, yeah, you know, man. It this movie is not smug. No. I and I think a lot of the times, like. If this was made by uh, Michael... Uh, Michael Moore? Yeah, Michael Moore. Adam McKay, I'd yeah, think Yeah, it would maybe. just be, yeah. like, unapologetically right. uh, satirical. Right. And I think people... I, and unfortunately, I think that's America, is, like, we do need our satire kind of spoon Shoved down us. your throat. Yeah, yeah, whereas, like... Well, and look how many Americans have misunderstood Starship Troopers. Yeah, yeah. You know, or RoboCop. Like, yep. And, and I'm not painting everybody with the same brush. Obviously, plenty of people understand the satire of these movies. But I, it's lost. It's some I people lost on it. <laughs> but you are right that some people need it spoon fed. But also at the same time, that makes it a, like a worse movie. When the movie does spoon feed you, it's a worse movie. Oh yeah, for <laughs> it's sure. Much for less. Sure. It's like when you treat the audience like they're less intelligent. In turn, your movie will be less smart. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah, and it, I again, um, I I think I think what this movie does masterfully, and this is going to be dumb, but. 
like a Pixar movie that has something for kids and adults. Yeah. Where like there's there's snuck in adult humor. Like this movie has something for schlocky action fans. Yeah. And then it's also like if you sat down like a PhD student yeah. of, of either, you know, uh, political theory or something like that, you'd also get something out of this. Like, yeah. what the what the fuck? I want to point out, uh, I, I did watch the Red Letter Media video on this movie. Okay. Mike makes a great point that he calls this the anti-Star Trek. Yeah. And that, you know, Star Trek is the progressive idea of the yeah. perfect future. And this is the right wing idea of the, you know, the perfect future. Yeah. Uh, and he compares it directly to the Gorn episode where um, Kirk has that infamous fight with, like, the guy in the rubber suit. Yeah, yeah. And the whole thing in that is, like, at the end of it, he decides not to kill him because he realizes that the humans were the colonizers. Right. And right. then this is. Kirk making the opposite decision. That's this movie. Yeah. You know? And that's wrapped up, I think, in the end when Neil Patrick Harris, who's psychic, we find out later right, on. He's right, got psychic right. abilities. It's uh, afraid. Yeah. And Neil Patrick Harris, we reveal, not only is he, does he, sh- after he shows up in full SS garb, yeah. admits that, like, yeah, we knew that we had to sacrifice this many soldiers to make, yeah. you know. So yeah. he's like a full on, like, bureaucrat, like, you know, like. Yeah, like human life. Almost means nothing. Yeah, to it's him. a number to him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and that's never really reconciled. That they don't really they you can tell Casper Van Dien's like a little pissed off about it, but then yeah. he's okay with it in the end. Well, you, well, not in the end. In the goddamn moment. Yeah, like they're at Dizzy's funeral. Yeah, and he goes, "You sent us in to like have us die, more yeah. or less." He goes, "Yeah." And I'm doing it again. Yeah, and then instead of being like, "Fuck you, no way, this is bullshit." Johnny Rico is just like, well, that's what we're here for. Like, 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 you son of a bitch. Um, yeah, yeah, no, like, you're right. You're like, right. It's like, right. it's as her body's floating yeah. into space. But then, yeah, yeah obviously, uh, Neil Patrick Harris is, you know, Carl, he's given that sort of one moment of humanity where he uses his psychic powers to help Johnny find Carmen when she's sure. in the okay. lair. Uh, but then at the end of it, they've kidnapped the big brain bug. Yeah. And he touches the big brain bug to read its mind. Yep. And he has a moment where he says under his breath, he goes, it's afraid. And if you stop it there for a second, that beat might tell you like, oh, these bugs feel things. They have emotions. <laughs> yeah, They're yeah. not just animals. But then after that, just proudly yells, it's afraid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and dude. everyone starts cheering. because <laughs> They're like, hell yeah, them, dude. Dude. yeah, we got them. scaring these bugs, <laughs> right, bro. Right. Like, we're winning this war. Right. And I think that's one of the biggest uh, winks at the audience that this is. See, that's know. that that's too until right now went over my head. Because oh, like, yeah. you're right. That's a moment where you think there could be real empathy yeah. and understanding. Oh, shit. We can negotiate with these bugs. But instead, you're like, fucking Mr. Krabs found this bug, (laughs) and and he scared it. And then in the final sort of fake newsreel, the fake propaganda reel that happens at the end, you see them putting the, they're like, we are probing this, you know, giant brain bug for all of its intelligence. And you see them within a lab, and it it feels like gross. It feels like they're inhumanely, you know, just probing this bug. Oh, yeah, for sure. And... I don't see how any movie could have that image at the very end and make you feel like, oh, yeah, we're, we're ending at the right place. You <laughs> yeah. know? Like, you I, watch that and you're kind of like, oh, man. <laughs> well, again, though, like, it's the over-the-top hot, like, irony <laughs> right. where, like, Carmen, yeah. like, is all cleaned up. She, you know, she got her captain and her boyfriend's blood off of her. Yeah. And she is She replaced her ship. dead captain. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. 
Uh, and Johnny Rico and the boys have new awesome assault rifles. So and Johnny Rico delivers a line that Mike Lyonside said yep. earlier where he's like, come on, you want to live forever? Yeah, come on, you apes, you want to live forever? Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, God damn, dude. Yeah. And and it's, yeah. It, and you're right, because if it would have just ended with like the probing and the weird propaganda video, you'd be like, well, that's gross. Yeah. And, and I, I, yeah, I don't know. I was going to say those propaganda videos are... They come in and out so much, but like the cow getting slaughtered yeah. as well. And then like the And it's censor- hilarious. Oh, it's, it's so shot funny. Very funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The censored the sign censor- that pops up. Yeah, the censor signs. Like it's it's yeah. just all over the place, man. I, what, I, one of my favorite parts at the very beginning when uh, all the soldiers are like, "I'm doing my part." Yeah, I'm doing the, my part too, and the little kids yeah, like, little "And I'm kid, doing my part." I'm and everyone's doing my part. <laughs> yeah, like, they all yeah, have that. But in a couple of years, you are. Yeah, <laughs> like, you are actually. Yeah, in a couple of years, you actually are. <laughs> well, there's the part where Johnny uh, and Jake Busey's character they're going into war at the end, and they have all these new recruits, and they're like, they actually do look like children. Yeah, yeah. Like they're probably actual 20 something year olds playing middle schoolers yeah it's it's <laughs> pretty it, it is nuts it's bleak well but again man there's propaganda constantly about kids yeah where they have the kids stomping the bugs they have the kids fighting over playing with the assault rifles yeah like uh they have the kid dressed up as a soldier right like it's one of those indoctrination things that keeps coming up it's like three times kids are indoctrinated in this movie so. so if there's anything i could say to kind of wrap up what i what i would view as sort of the political or uh you know uh philosophical stance of this movie is i'd say it's blackpilled like it it has okay. this which blackpill you know it's that idea of like the world's going to shit everything's bad we might as well make fun of it and like have fun with it like it like it's sort of this like the movie does nothing to there's no there's no, there's nothing proposed by the movie that we can do to prevent fascism or that we can do, right. you know, well, like it's a very cynical movie. In not that way, only that, they they have in this movie, and then I think uh, I don't really want to bring up the sequels, but they they do an all right job of doing those cutaways in the sequels as well. Well, I heard uh, Ed Newmeyer also wrote the third one. Okay, think, is too, third, which the, also was Casper. Mandy I would either. say it's one, three, two. Two's okay. the weirdest and worst. Okay. But three actually has some some okay. okay. But it's like, not only is there nothing you can do, dissent towards the system, and like the the murderer they they have on trial, like it, they show people trying to fight. They're advertising. This. Watch his execution right, tonight. Right. Yeah. And they, but they're yeah they're like showing people who actually want to go back to like regular democracy and all that. Right. And it's not. It's like chastised, and then you can see it in the face of the people that are about to be killed. Like. The only people we should actually empathize with are the people that are going to be put to death for being against this system. And they are the actually bleakest, I would say, uh, nihilistic looking people in these movies. Yeah. Where they're like, holy shit, like, this is, I'm not surrounded by humans. Right. Like, I am also surrounded by bugs. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking nuts, man. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think, uh, I don't think I walked away with any unfortunately i have more questions than i do understanding of this film but it, it's nice to you know spitball this with with you on i'm like yeah, yeah. you think that's crazy <laughs> like I, I wanted to pull up i pulled up some half star reviews from letterboxd for okay this movie. all right um 
This one is incomprehensible. I was going to say, if anybody giving this a half star <laughs> must also be bad at spelling. This one is, it says, I swear my dad loved this is for you, dad, is you ever read this. I've seen so many times I, you, I can't get into it. And there is a character death that kind of reminded me of the walking dead. They have to kill them via a stab in the head. That's it. Half star. It's probably written by like a 10 year old. Or a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Half star. This is so funny. No 10-year-olds reading this movie. This one's hilarious because this is just the person almost understands the movie. Uh-huh. He goes, are we supposed to be rooting for the main characters or the mindless, disgusting insects that are trying to kill them? God damn it. <laughs> is it but, ah, uh, like, yes. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you idiot. Um, someone said, this is a funny one. I don't doubt this is good, but never watching it again. Okay. Um, I, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> As uh, somebody who's watched it too much, <laughs> like, yeah, good call. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Lenny Riefenstahl would have made a more aesthetic movie than this. No? Do you know who Lenny Riefenstahl is? No, I don't. Is? She made the movie uh, Triumph of the Will, the infamous Nazi propaganda film that helped Hitler rise to power. <sighs> See, I don't know. Anybody that, like, again, I, th- anybody that actually sees this as glorification of, right. of fascism, I'm like, that's something I can say, like, pretty sincerely i'm like no like it does it is satire of fascism like there's even the heroic moments and the unapologetic like fascism working is in the grand scheme i think really good in the overall satire of fascism yeah yeah. like the the meta humor of fascism right yeah fascism works i agree all right uh this other person said satire feels so shallow when it comes from people in privileged positions congrats for making a movie about how war is good but if you're a big brain you'll realize it's critical winky face you really said a lot about society uh that's like a almost that's that's somebody who's almost a genius (laughs) yeah 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 they're so close oh you're so close to being a genius but um uh, second to last one half star far too deep for my feeble mind to understand it's very much high IQ criticism to go this is just like my Hitler for an entire movie what the fuck is my <laughs> I don't know yeah. for a second I was on board with that one because yeah, I'm like oh yeah. this is also a very good ironic half star rating yeah yeah and then- like, all right. This is my favorite one. Actually, hang on. I, I like that last one. Yeah, good, yeah it's not a, too bad. That was a good one. I want to figure out what Ma Hitler means. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, that guy got us. <laughs> half star. Don't watch this bullshit. Worst movie ever. Hot chick dies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude. Dizzy it, does mean it on time. Uh, the death. fact that he thinks Dizzy's the hot one, too. I'm like, good th- on him. I, call me crazy. No, for sure. She is. I was going to say, I I don't, I, I this might be, uh, this might be, I don't know, blasphemy in some circles. No. I'm more of a Dizzy guy over a Carmen guy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think every, uh, yeah, because uh, I don't know if, uh, I don't want to, you know, body shame too bad here, but um, <laughs> Denise Richards kind of has like that, like bone structure where like she was cute when she's young. I don't know if she had work done, but now she kind of looks like one of those cartoons, like oh, skeleton yeah. people. Isn't she on like, a, I think she's on like a Real Housewives type show now. Could she's be. on like a Bravo I, show. Sure. I, again. Sorry, Denise, if you're not, if I, I'm just making that up. But, but here's the thing. When you were like, I don't think, I think Paul Verhoeven might have had to tell Casper Van Diem and a few other people like, hey, like ham it up here or bring it down here. Right. I think he let Denise Richards. He I was think like, no just, notes. Yeah. Let, let it ride. I think that's just her performance. Yeah. 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 And it works. It works yeah. very well. And, and Dina Meyer uh, is dizzy, I think. 
you can tell watching her performance in this movie, she kind of wants to be more charismatic. For sure. Because yeah, she has yeah. moments that are actually very, like, human. Yeah. and yeah. You I, know. I would honestly say, and it's probably a testament to him being probably the best actor, but Neil Patrick Harris is the one where I'm like, oh, clearly he got... Yeah. directed to be like all right bring it in here do this do that yeah he's like he's he has more range very good in this movie yes. yeah talk about well, at the beginning he's kind of the weaselly dick yeah like, he's and like making he... fun of johnny rico for his bad yeah, score dude. and at the end of it he's just like a evil it's crazy evil person yeah. Yeah. and it's believable yeah i'm like god yeah. damn dude so yeah. yeah man uh i thank yeah. you thank you this was uh, of course man when you were talking, I had the mobile infantry flag up, which, <laughs> like, I don't know if you saw that. When I you didn't even it. realize that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, I, I got beautiful. that as, like, to have it in the background for YouTube videos and whatnot. It was like, ah, that might be dog whistly. It's like, <laughs> again, like, it does. You have that yeah. up in your window and people drive by your house. I think like, it's good because it adds to your enigma. You me know? for I sure. I think you're the type of guy people see you and they see you talk and they can't quite pin you. No, down. It, it's I love it because yeah. uh, I I'm, I have that joke and I'm still working on it. But I'm like to the LGBT community, I'm like this is what an ally looks like, and it's got to drive them nuts because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the straightest, whitest, most problematic dude. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, if like a real Nazi came in and was like, ah, I can't handle these folk, I'd be like, what the fuck did you just? Say? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, You'd be it, the first guy to shoot him. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I'd be like, it's okay, everybody. It's just a derringer. <laughs> it's, I've got my CPL coming in the mail. <laughs> 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 oh, that's a great place to leave it. Thank Thanks, you, Louis. Man. Thanks for having me on, Johnny. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs>